Okay, folks. This week, let's just say I'm going to channel somebody who is very important. One of the greatest coaches of all time. And that's the way I'm going to channel when talking about Syracuse and Buffalo. I'm going to channel the great Vince Lombardi. What the hell's going on out here? That's exactly what I want to say about Syracuse. Let's talk about them first. You know, with Schrader, their offense moves pretty good. But Schrader, apparently the injury he suffered against Notre Dame, apparently it was bad enough he couldn't play against Pitt. We had Carlos Del Rio Wilson, who was a great four-star recruit for Florida before he transferred up here to Syracuse. Well, you know what? It looks like he needs quite a bit of work. As with him in the lineup, Syracuse's offense was just like somebody who didn't have a lot of iron in their blood. They looked pretty anemic, if you ask me. And, I mean, Pitt gave them several opportunities to take advantage. Pitt, I mean, Pitt started running back. He was out, but yet... Pitt still gouged the run defense for Syracuse, but still, Pitt turned it over twice, including a very ill-advised double pass. And it showed how, how uh, running backs aren't really good quarterbacks. I mean, Keaton Slovis, he was recruited by USC, transfers to Pitt, but he's got a lot of work to do to be like what Kenny Pickett was for Pitt. But still, when Syracuse's offense can't get going and when on the final drive even if they started back at their two yard line how I mean they still had a chance to tie the score if they could go downfield on the first play a safety you know no wonder why I could have could have been like Vince Lombardi right down there what the hell's going on down there you know 19-9 another loss to Pitt well, it seems as though it has become a big thorn in the side for Syracuse. Heck, it's a rivalry, but Pitt's dominated lately. Now 18 of the last 21 meetings against the Orange. We gotta break this jinx. And you know what? It was our third straight loss after starting 6-0. You gotta wonder, are we gonna collapse really big down the stretch? It's one of the things I feared. Yeah, I mean, they're saying, yeah, by getting enough to go to a ball game, Dino Baber saved his job. But you go on a slide like this, I'm starting to think, hmm, do we really think Baber's is the answer? And it doesn't get any easier. Florida State comes to the Dome for the home finale this coming Saturday. And then we got Wake Forest and Boston College to end the regular season. I mean, it could have been a real nice bowl game we could have been going to, but now I wonder, are we going to go to some middle-of-the-road bowl now? Like maybe one in Detroit, one, the one in Fenway Park. Of course, we got a lot of alums around the Boston area, but you know, if we keep losing, what type of bowl game are we going to be in? Could we be against a Mid-America Conference team? That's the way it's going to go if we keep sliding. You know what? we got to break this, and hopefully Florida State won't be on their game, but Florida State's playing some pretty good ball. 
So you gotta worry. I mean, stop this slide juice. And now about the Buffalo Bills. I mean, Josh Allen didn't look like his usual self. I mean, it, you, uh, the talk was Zach Wilson, the quarterback for the Jets. He's in his second year, but he still has yet to get some consistency. Well, he kind of broke out of his spunk a little bit this Sunday. He played cleanly. Well, Allen still played like he was in the funk he started to be in at the end of the Green Bay game. And it was definitely a funk, especially on that first drive. After that great long completion to Stephon Diggs, they get right down there to score. And he throws it to, and the Jet player says, here, why don't you take this and run it back? And of course, one Jet defender who's got the sauce, and hopefully it's not a good sauce, because you know what, I tasted it. What'd they do? This is too bland. It needs a little salt. Yeah, so you couldn't intercept the pass. And now we're just worried about whether Allen might have injured his elbow, especially on that final drive. He may have done something with his UCL. Of course, I've used UCL before. It's a good little thing for cocking or a good little thing for plumbing. But I digress. I mean, the UCL is like the ACL for your knee. But I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's hope it's only minor. And I mean, if he has to miss a game, he has to miss a game. But what a game it is coming up. We got the Vikings coming into Orchard Park. And the Vikings doing some pretty good football. If it, but if it happens that Keenum's going to be the quarterback, if that's the case, he's going to be going against his old team. And so is Stefan Diggs. Anybody remember the miracle in Minneapolis? I sure do. Of course, a miracle that could have been in Minneapolis is if the Vikings could have won one of those Super Bowls in the 70s. Because hell, they were never in any of them. But I digress. Buffalo and Minnesota. It's going to be an interesting matchup. And will Allen be a part of it? Of course, you also look at the way the Bills tackled against the Jets. I'm going to channel Mr. Lombardi again. Grab, grab, grab. Nobody tackling out there. Everybody grabbing. Grab. That's all it is. That's all it was. Hell, Buffalo's run defense has become so porous. I'm kind of wondering if they're going to be, be like a brand of pumice or, you know, another kind of lava soap. Because that's the way it's, it's been. They got to shore it up. But of course, they've been without a couple of their defenders, but they got to short things up. And these two losses, they've been against divisional opponents. First the Fish, now the Jets. And the, uh, coming down the stretch, we're going to have four games against our divisional opponents. Buffalo, we got to shore it up. Losing to the Jets. <laughs> grab, grab, grab. Nobody tackling out there. Everybody grabbing. Now I'm going to run through my last couple of things here. First, welcome back to the Syracuse basketball team. We got to get back on track after for the first time in my lifetime, they had a losing season. 
Nice way to go, beating Lehigh last night in the season opener. Win number 999 for Bayheim. Although I feel it should be win number 1100. As you know what, I'm still one of those who thinks they ought to reinstate all those victories they took away from Bayheim. But I mean, especially Jesse Edwards and of course Joe Girard. They're showing they're going to be the leaders of this team. Plus, the freshmen did some pretty good things last night. And, of course, Chris Bunch, now Chris Bell, uh, showing what he could do on a three-pointer. Heck, I've got a couple of nicknames for him. I mean, you th he throws it up and I'm like, ring-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. -a -ling -a -ling. Boy, did he ring that three-pointer up. He told that ball to go in. But of course, I'm going to have a little bit of ringing in my ears from saying that. Good win against Lehigh. Now they don't play again till after my show next week, when hopefully we can get some revenge and brush our teeth against Colgate. Because heck, we lost for the first time in a long time to the Raiders last year. But Colgate has a pretty good team enough to make the NCAA tournament the last couple three years. You know what? It's going to be an interesting start for the SU basketball team. And kudos to the Waterloo volleyball team. Great run. But I mean, you came up short. Those Wayne girls, definitely, they're a pretty good bunch. They went on a run last year, but great run, Waterloo girls, especially to Laney Ford and the rest of them. You know what? She'll be back for another year, her senior year next year. I look forward to seeing what Miss Ford and those bunch of mamma jammas can do. Heck, I mean, years ago I called the ones before you the bad mamma jammas. You're the daughters of the bad mamma jammas. Have Carl Carlton write a song about that. And last but not least, it's election day, folks. Yep, time to figure out how we're going to get the Republicans to take back the Senate. I mean, both the House and the Senate. And also, keep your eye on a couple of races. Not just Lee Zeldin hopefully, hopefully getting the, that corrupt one we got as our governor out of power. But also, in Pennsylvania, Dr. Oz hopefully winning a Senate seat. I mean, yeah, it, he had a dip, pretty good show, especially with my mom. She liked to watch Dr. Oz. But you know what? We'll see what happens if he uh, becomes the senator from Pennsylvania and also in Georgia. Herschel Walker running for a Senate seat. You know what? One of the greatest running backs in Georgia history and a pretty good running back, even if he caused a trade that helped the Cowboys beat the Bills twice in the Super Bowl. You know what? Herschel Walker's always been a pretty good guy. I mean, it just seems as though it's just a couple of people just want to slander his name. I don't think he paid for an abortion. It's just a couple people just don't want him to be the senator. But you know what? I'd like to see what Herschel Walker does as a senator. Go out and vote. Let's hopefully see if Zeldin becomes governor. I'm Ken Haas, and those are my stories this week.